good afternoon, y'all. It's good to see y'all today. Um, guys, the uh, first reading today is what really kind of stands out to me. Um, it, we didn't have it yesterday, that one that preceded it right before it because we had a big feast day yesterday. Um, but basically what happened was Moses just, Moses just died. And he was, they were on their way to the promised land with the, with the Israelites, right? And so Moses wasn't allowed to go into the promised land. God said, you can look upon it, but you won't be able to cross into it because Moses had sinned. And so he goes up to the mountain. He looks at the promised land, and there Moses dies, okay? Who takes Moses' place is a guy by the name of Joshua, right? In Hebrew, Joshua means Jesus, right? Yeshua in Hebrew. All right. So Joshua is now the one who's going to bring the people into the earthly promised land. But what stands between Joshua and the promised land is the River Jordan. And the River Jordan is super significant in Israel's history. It goes all the way back to the prophet Elijah. Right? Whenever Elijah and the prophet Elisha were hanging out, Elijah was about to die. Well, he was about to be taken up into heaven in the fiery chariot. And so what stood between him and his destination was the River Jordan. Elijah took off his mantle. He popped it like we used to do it with a towel. Your brother pops you with a towel. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, he popped the water with his, with his mantle, and the River Jordan split wide open, and him and Elisha walked across it, dry shod. Okay? And that's where Elijah was taken up into heaven. <clears throat> Elisha received the mantle from Elijah. As he was going up, it fell. He took the mantle, walks across to the Jordan, pops the water again, the Jordan splits open, and Elisha walks across, okay? Now, the River Jordan continues to have significance in Israel's history, right? This is another very significant spot where Israel is coming to the Promised Land. They've been wandering through the desert for 40 long years. An entire generation had died, and now they're still wandering. They're getting into the Promised Land, right? And so Joshua is the one who tells the priest in today's readings, take the Ark of the Covenant. Inside the Ark of the Covenant was types of God, right? It was the manna, it was the tablets of Moses, and it was the rod of Aaron. They were inside the Ark, a very, 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 very holy box. So it said, take the, tell the priest, take it, put it on their shoulders, and as you walk into the Jordan, as the priest's feet hit the water, the Jordan split open for miles. You had to pass uh, 100,000 plus Israelites through the water, right? So it goes boom, boom, all the way to the other side, and it's dry water. All of Israel now walks across the Jordan, dry shod, magnificent, triumphant, into the promised land. Okay? So, incredible miracle that took place. That Je Ye Yeshua, Jesus, leads people into the earthly promised land, right? Now, fast forward to the time of Jesus. When do we see the river Jordan pop up again? Yeah. John the Baptist. Why in the world would John the Baptist go to the River Jordan? Of all the rivers in Israel, why the River Jordan? It's an ugly, nasty bayou, right? I mean, you can't walk into the River Jordan ankle deep and see your feet. It's like going to Grand Isle, okay? Um, you can't do it. So why, why the River Jordan? Of all the rivers, why did John go to the River Jordan? Well, part of it was the significance of Israel's history with the River Jordan and the miracles that took place and how God saved his people with the miracle of the River Jordan several times, right? The second, though, is interesting. The Jews, there was a prophecy that the Messiah was going to come by way of the River Jordan. 
So whenever John begins to start his ministry, he beelines it for the River Jordan because that's where the Messiah will come. And so that's why whenever people start asking John, who are you? Tell us who you are. Are you the Messiah, they ask him. Why would they think John was the Messiah? Well, because John was at the River Jordan and that's where the Messiah was going to come from. And so what happens is Jesus comes to the River Jordan on that glorious day and he walks up and John sees him. And Jesus walks into the River Jordan and he says, to baptize me. And John says, I am not worthy to baptize you. I'm not even worthy to unfasten the sandals of your shoes. And Jesus said, let it be so, for prophecy must be fulfilled, right? And so Jesus is now baptized in the River Jordan, right? Fulfilling the prophecy that the Messiah would come to us through the River Jordan. But why? Ask yourself a question. Why didn't the River Jordan split wide open? When the Ark of the Covenant went into the, Ark, it went into the Jordan, the river split open. Jesus is greater than the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant held types of God. Jesus is God himself. God made man. He walks in the river Jordan. It doesn't split open. Why? Well, because Jesus isn't leading us to an earthly promised land. That's why. Jesus comes to us to lead us to the heavenly promised land, which is why at Jesus' baptism, what splits open? Heaven. The scripture says the heavens are torn open and the Father speaks. This is my beloved Son with whom I'm well pleased. Listen to him. So what's happening is that Jesus is greater than the Ark of the Covenant and he's bringing us to the heavenly promised land, which is why that is what tears open and not the River Jordan. Right? Which is an incredible gift for us because through our baptism. We're not given an inheritance of an earthly promised land. By your baptism, you're given the inheritance of the kingdom of God, of heaven itself. That, that is your inheritance. That's what Jesus opens up for us. Right? And so that's what today we can remember that, what great gift we have, that through the gift of our baptism, we have the greatest gift available to us, no earthly Title, no earthly status, no money, nothing can, com can compare with what Jesus has in store for us. Why did he come? He came to bring us home to the Father, to make heaven accessible to us again, which was closed off by Adam and Eve's sin. And so all of that can be seen right here just by simply looking at the River Jordan, right? And so let us come today with great excitement, great joy, great thanksgiving that Jesus wants us to be with him for all of eternity. He died for us so that He could spend eternity with us. He didn't want to spend His eternity without us. So He comes and He's crucified and He's risen and He ascends to heaven so He can open up, tear open heaven for us. So He can spend all of eternity with us. That's the desire of Jesus. So let us enter into that desire and live our life in accordance with how God calls us to live so we can be with Him for all of eternity. Amen? Amen.